Hello. Thank you for joining us on Live, Learn, Love, Lead, a podcast of Bethel Christian Church in Warren, Michigan. Our mission is to live in the power of Christ, learn to become like Christ, love as the family of Christ, and to lead others to Christ. This year, our aim is to grow in these four L's. Listen for this week's thoughts. Welcome to Live, Learn, Love, Lead, the weekly podcast of Bethel Christian Church. I'm Pastor William Farina. Hi, this is Danielle Hudson. Thank you for joining us again as we are studying through the authentic life and then in our Proverbs study on this podcast in our reading plan, Authentic Wisdom and What It Means to Be a Person of Wisdom. This week we are in Proverbs chapter 12, verses 16 and 17 are our verses for today. It says, The vexation of a fool is known at once, but the prudent ignores an insult. Whoever speaks the truth gives honest evidence, but a false witness utters deceit. We probably should start out with that word vexation. That's a <laughs> strong word and maybe yeah. not a word we use often. Why don't you define that for us? Yeah, I think vexation just means it's like you're irritated, you're frustrated, you're ruffled up, you get... Just yeah, when you're annoyed, you're yeah. vexed. Yes. You're, you're feeling wrath, you're upset, you're angry, and all of us understand that emotion. And a foolish person is quick mm-hmm. to get vexed and annoyed. Yeah. Whereas a wise person tries to limit that, slow to anger, as yeah. James talked about. Yeah, it's. I think that's just interesting. Other versions say, right, a fool shows annoyance at once, that we're really quickly just, are we, maybe take an inventory, are, are we annoyed often? How quickly do we get annoyed? Um, Fly so, off the handle, quick, right. spontaneous, impetuous. Yeah. And there are people in the Bible, great men and women in the Bible, who <laughs> were that, but... Mm-hmm. And we can be that. And if we are, that we need to recognize it and then say, God, help us mm-hmm. to be more prudent mm-hmm. and be more wise and not become angry quickly and to learn, even as James taught, to be slow to anger. I, I love that. It's one of the key principles of life and good wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I think we don't often think of being annoyed as like one of those big sins, but I think it, I, I heard a long time ago this pastor saying like, if there's like a pipeline coming from heaven, every time we're annoyed, it's like throwing a rock into this pipeline and, and that it just sort of clogs up our, like our flow of joy and peace and wisdom because we don't have to be annoyed. I think being annoyed is something that happens when we feel like our rights are being trampled on or something where, where they're not really our rights, right? Somebody, sometimes we're just overly sensitive yeah. and sometimes we read into things or we don't know all the information. Right. But there are also different levels of vexation or annoyance. Sure. Right. You could have those little, you know, the little pebbles in your in your shoe, that irritation. <laughs> right. You get those minor irritations all the way up to major right. things that just cause us to become outraged. And we've all run the gamut of the spectrum mm-hmm. of that. And so the Bible's encouraging us that wisdom tries to control our emotions. Yes, yes, absolutely. And that we we acknowledge our emotions. They are an indicator for us. Like the And they're Lord, not a sin in and no, of themselves. Absolutely. It's how we respond. Yes, that the Lord gave us our emotions and he has emotions and that they are to tell us when there's something going on, either in a good thing or a negative thing, to make us aware. And then we respond with the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to that situation. And there's even a time, it's not the majority of the time, when there's that holy anger and that mm-hmm. annoyance where we we should be upset mm-hmm. with certain things that are evil and wrong. Mm-hmm. So 
there's a whole spectrum of that idea. And he goes on to say, but the prudent person ignores an insult. And I love that word prudent. And we want to take Mm -hmm. a little bit of focus on that word. Prudence is an aspect of wisdom. Mm -hmm. And prudence is one of those old fashioned words we don't use too often today, but it is a powerful word. And it is, gives us a slice of what authentic wisdom is about. Mm -hmm. Let's define prudence and a prudent person because that we can begin to tell, is that who I am? If I'm not, I can develop that. And if I will have that quality in my life, it will help me control my emotions, help me deal with the annoyances of life and live a better life and an authentic Mm -hmm. life. Prudence means wisdom applied to practice. It's different and more cautious than wisdom. Um, And it's exercise in foreseeing and avoiding evil more than executing what is good. So wisdom has the idea of knowing and understanding what is good and doing it. And prudence has this idea of caution and foreseeing like this is maybe not a great thing or a good situation in avoiding it. So it's like cautious wisdom in knowing when to avoid those traps. That's good. Um, I've got a couple of definitions to add into that to to, to along with that. It's being crafty or subtle in a good way, because I don't want you to think it's deceptive. No, right. But it's wise in a cautious way. That That's the key word you mentioned in your definition, a cautious way about practical everyday matters mm-hmm. with regards to the future. In other words, a prudent person doesn't just think about the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm upset right now at this moment. They think about what will that being upset now, how does that affect me tomorrow, next year, Mm -hmm. next month? How does it impact my big picture Mm -hmm. relationship? How does that deal with the future? Prudent person doesn't just react or overreact in the moment. They look at the big picture. They foresee, like you said, and say, I'm going to avoid this or ignore this or stay away from this now because it'll save me in the long run or in the big picture. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think these are in big and little moments, right? It's in the moment when someone stops in the road in front of you and then honks at you (laughs) like when you're trying to drive around them. Or the big... Or I'm the guy honking the horn because I get upset. So it's like asking the Lord to help us have the fruit of the Spirit in those little moments that really don't... They don't matter as far as, like, I don't have a relationship with this person, right? I'm never going to see that person in the car in front of me again. Or, like, in our everyday most important relationships. And and I think here what he's saying is to avoid an insult, to, to overlook an insult, is to an avoid, is to avoid evil. And there's different, um, I think we can talk about conflict or insults or offenses in different ways to interact with them. Yeah, I don't think we think of a wise person as being cautious. We think a wise person is, oh, I know exactly what I want. I'm confident. I'm just going to act and just do that. Mm -hmm. And yes, there's a certain element to that in wisdom. But this idea of being cautious, Mm -hmm. you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yes, we're still being aggressive and we're being pursuing and we're making progress. We're not laid back and we're not withholding and we're not pulling back and we're not But yet that cautious wisdom to Mm -hmm. to think things through and to examine them from all sides. Look at not just the short term, but how does this affect the big picture? Yeah, that's really good. So um, if it's all right, I want to share something that I 
learned with my girls when they were younger. There's this book that we were studying through about being peacemakers. And Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. And what it taught was there are three healthy ways when you get an offense, when you're insulted, when you approach a conflict, three healthy ways to respond. And one of them is to overlook it. And that's, I think, what he's talking about here. If if someone says something snippy to me, something rude to me, if um, one of my family members leaves a wet towel on the floor, right, I have a choice. Each of those things, we have a choice. They're irritations. They're irritations. And I think a lot of times we don't even realize that we have a choice. We're so quick to respond. But I can overlook it. I can just say, okay, not a big deal. Everybody's got stuff going on. Or maybe dress it later. Right. But I can overlook it. That's one option. If I can truly, in my heart, overlook it and let it go and not let it become an annoyance, a pebble in that pipeline. So that's one, overlook. Number two is I can talk. I can talk to them about it and say, you know what? That you leave your this, you leave the cupboard door open, you leave the towel because I have those things too that they could say to me about, right? You do this every day and I just would prefer if we could work on building a habit of this. Or or you said this thing to me at church in the hallway the other day and that was pretty upsetting to me. Could we talk about that? What did you mean by that? Is there, you know, forgive me if I've done something wrong. So Let me also interject in that second point yeah. about talking that a prudent person, how they talk. For sure. The tone, the timing, just approaching them. Yes, you can talk yeah. to them, but I could approach you and still show irritation yeah. and anger towards you as opposed to approaching you. I've calmed down now. I've had an opportunity to think it through. Now I want to really talk this through and make sure that you didn't mean that or what did you really mean, and then you can go beyond it. But That's good. And I think talking it out, sometimes we... Sometimes overlooking it is not an option. Like if we can't in our hearts move past it. And it also, I want to say, it doesn't love your neighbor well to not talk things out. If there's a true conflict and we think, oh, I'm not going to create a problem. Like, no, there's a problem. <laughs> not talking about it. Well, and if we overlook it too long, what happens, it'll build. It'll right. build. And the first time we'll ignore it. We'll overlook it the second, the third, the 20th yeah. time. Eventually, like a boiling pot, mm -hmm. it's going to erupt. Right. There's going to be a moment where, and you don't want, a prudent person doesn't want to let things build to the point where you erupt. Right. Deal with it or nip it early. A prudent person says, wait a minute, I can ignore this. I genuinely can ignore it, but no, maybe I can't ignore this. I should deal with this now because if I don't, in the long term, I'm going to erupt. I'm going to do something damaging right. and it could, in the big picture, ruin the relationship completely. Yeah, it doesn't love our neighbors well to avoid true conflict. In marriage, the same right. thing. With children, as you mentioned, we've got to look at it. Look, I could damage my relationship if I just act impetuously and, and not prudently and I and I don't deal with what I should deal with and overlook what I should overlook. Mm -hmm. There are some things we should overlook. Right. Other things we should deal with, either talk. And then the third thing? Yeah. The third thing is get help. Like if I can't overlook it, if I've talked and it's not working, then you maybe pull in that third party. You pull in if it's between you and a child, you pull in a spouse, if it's you and a coworker, you pull in another coworker or your boss. Or, or you talk to someone who's been there, has experience, yeah. can give you some guidance on how to approach it maybe a different yeah. way than we were ever taught or learned. Yeah. We can right. deal with it then. Yeah. So that's a prudent person. A prudent person sees all sides, thinks it through, not just the immediate big picture, mm -hmm. and attempts to bring redemption or healing or correction that mm -hmm. is positive to the relationship and or to the situation so that it produces good. Yeah, and I think that's how a prudent ignores an insult, that we can have wisdom in our in our 
offenses when there's conflict because there's going to be offenses in conflict. We can overlook, talk, and get help and ask the Holy Spirit to lead and guide each one of those things so that we are transformed to be more like Christ and then loving those around us better. Yeah, and in the King James or in other versions, it does say not just ignores, it covers or conceals an insult or shame. And I want to just address this because people will read that and they'll say, well, a prudent person covers or hides. It's not a cover-up. Mm-hmm. It's not a deceptive type of wisdom. We're not covering up for the person. We're not condoning right. the wrong. We're not condoning what they did. What we're doing is we're protecting the person. We can address the problem or the sin or the issue, but we want to protect the person. We want to protect the relationship. A prudent person does it. And I think the best example, and, and a lot of times we've heard the scripture, love covers a multitude mm-hmm. of sin. And I've had Parents say to me, well, then I just will, I'll just protect my child. I won't expose them. I won't address the issue because I'm covering a multitude. I'm, per, I'm mm-hmm. covering up for them. No, you're enabling them by covering right. up for them. That's not what prudent person does. It, you, yes, you can deal with the issue, but you protect the person. You protect their feelings. You protect the big picture. The best example of that is when Adam and Eve sinned. They tried to cover up their guilt and their shame with their own protection. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do it. It didn't work. But God later shed the blood of an animal, which is a beautiful picture of Calvary and the cross, which covers our shame and our sin. And God gave them skins to cover their nakedness and their shame. And God, yes, God didn't say it was okay what they did. There were consequences to the sin of Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. and we're living with them now today. But the difference was God said there's a bigger picture here. I'm not going to crush them. I'm not going to ruin mankind. Yeah. I'm not going to shame them. I'm not going to wipe them out. I'm not going to disown them. I'm going to love them and still redeem them and have a plan for them, but I have to address this. And so then he covered, mm-hmm. and he, he did it in a way in which he didn't cover it up, but he protected them. And that's the beautiful thing about prudence. It protects people. It protects the relationship for the good. And it protects our hearts too. I think it guards our own hearts. That I'm not just protecting you. If, I, if I'm if i not being annoyed all day, then I am guarding my own peace and my own joy also. A couple of other scriptures in Proverbs 22, 3, and then 27, 12. Interestingly, it repeats the same thing. And it says this basically, a prudent person foresees the evil ahead. That's exactly what you mm-hmm. talked about in the definition. And hides or covers or protects themselves sometimes from going down that path. Mm-hmm. A prudent person looks ahead, foresees, looks and sees the evil ahead and says, wait, if I go down that path, this is going to cause this problem. This is going to cause it. And a prudent says, and says, it's not worth that risk. Mm-hmm. It's not worth that pleasure for the moment. Right. It's not worth taking that chance. And I love that. And then one other thing, we don't think of prudence in the New Testament, mm-hmm. but in Acts 13, 7, there's a man called Barnabas, who's a wonderful man. You ever want to do a study about a person in the Bible in the New Testament? Barnabas, he was the sidekick. He was the second in command. He, he's the other guy to Paul. You know, Paul gets all the attention, but Silas and Barnabas and those men that co-workers, Barnabas was a great man. Actually, Barnabas was more mature than even Paul was. Paul would not be a prudent man. Paul would have been that impetuous guy that would right. have been quick to just shoot from the hip and 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 just rip and not worry about the bigger concept. But it's interesting in Acts thirteen seven it says Barnabas was a prudent man was called prudent and the Greek word in the New Testament is mentally put together. Hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I want to I want it to be said of me. I'm mentally <laughs> right. put together. In other words, I'm not just 
one track minded. I, I, I look at all sides. I, I, I'm mentally looking at both the moment and all the short term and the big picture. And I'm looking at it from all sides and doing what is wise in a practical sense all the way around. That's good. That's good. Father, bless this day and this week as we pursue prudence. And we ask that the Holy Spirit would help us. Those of us that already have a measure of prudence, may you continue to help us to develop that even more. And for those that realize maybe I need to be more prudent in areas of my life, give us that foresight. Give us that insight. Give us that wisdom. Give us that crafty, subtle uh, prudence that will help us to know which paths to go, how to deal with our relationships and how to control our emotions and deal with the irritations and annoyances of life that we might live a blessed life and an authentic life in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, visit us at BethelChristian-MI.org or find us on social media. To stay updated on upcoming episodes, please consider subscribing to the podcast. We pray you will be empowered to live, learn, love, and lead in the power and love of Christ.